Project Random is an Artrivic initiative and is supported by the Law Union and Rock Insurance PLC. Music was created by Christopher Bui and is recorded at Artrivic Studio, Lagos, Nigeria. everyone i know i know it's been a very long time since you heard my beautiful voice and as a result um i apologize immensely i know that i promised that at the 10th episode i would be giving out t-shirts i'll still be doing that we'll still do that i'll still ask questions by the end of this episode but i have something very special for you today and I was holding out for the best story ever. As it turns out, it was worth the wait, pretty much. So just in case you're listening to this in the far, far future, and you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, this is the month of love. It's February, and coincidentally, it's also February 14. I will also be releasing this episode on February 14. I don't know how I'm going to do it, because I still have to edit. But... I'll be doing this today and I would love, love feedback on this story. Now, I, I put out feelers for a love story earlier in February, um, just before my bi-weekly time ran, ran out. And I got a couple of weird messages. <laughs> but there was this um, lady that got in touch with me and she told me she had the most fuzzy warm story ever and i was like oh my god i want to hear it because really if you're not inspired by love can you be inspired by right i mean i think love is the most one of the most important things that at least every human should have in their lives and i'm not just talking about man and woman love i'm talking about just general love parents i mean it's the reason why a lot of people end up being love crazy weird people end up being crazy weird um, without love, they just end up weird and antisocial and a whole lot of things. So love is a very important ingredient. Too much of it, too little of it, and you just end up with you end up with a maladjusted human being. So brings me back to this story, and this story is amazing. It's nothing short of amazing, and it's set in Nigeria, and it's by um, a very, a very wonderful woman, and she's a writer as well, by the way. So, just bear with us as I play the recording for you, because she's had to send it by recording. It couldn't be a live, um, live feed because she's in Abuja and I'm in Lagos. So, so listen to this and please leave comments. I hope this story inspires you as much as it has inspired me. I hope it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling and I hope that it makes you feel like there's true love out there and it's waiting for you to find it, even though your your hair is messy and your your toenails are not painted and you're fat as fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's true love out there and you should totally 
hold out for it there's true love hold out for it don't settle with anyone just because time is running out and there is no such thing as time is running out i still read about somebody getting married at 60 so hey come on so please please listen and then tell me what you think by the comment section um you can also make sure you share this story and inspire somebody else as well because everyone is looking for love i mean those who found it are not looking for it though obviously but <laughs> everybody's looking for love and everybody who hasn't found it is still looking so please please inspire somebody today and share this beautiful beautiful romantic story thank you my name is Jane Akwani, Mrs. Jane Akwani, popularly known on Facebook as Jane Ohaji Akwani, married to Mr. Mbakwani, a.k.a. Pablo. I've been married 16 years, 16 amazing years. It's been good, it's been bad, it's been ugly, but at the end of the day, it has turned out to be very beautiful. I was asked to make um, a recording of my love story, a love story for the Valentine. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I qualify to tell such a story? And then I say to myself, why not? You have been with this man through thick and thin and you have loved, you have fought, you have made children for beautiful children. And in these times where divorces are like a dime a dozen, both of you have still stuck it out together through to 16 years. So yes, I think I do qualify. I met my husband in the year 1999. Or would I like to say my husband met me in the year 1999 because I didn't know him for a bit long after he knew me. I was working for Bellevue Airlines at the Nikon Hilton desk. I was a ticketer or a passenger sales officer. You know, that kind of nice name for a little lowly job. But my office was at the Nikon Hilton and it was a very good office surrounded by other airlines around me. Okay, so I was young, 24, pretty, I think, slender, with very short skirts and very nice legs, I also think, or so people said. Now, I, you know, like the culture of the airline is to speak politely to all your callers, introduce yourself and ask them what you can do for them, book their flights, book their, meet their reservations for their flights and, you know, generally just help be helpful to them, inquiries about the airline. Now, there was this young man that always called to book. He was working for Ocean and Oil, the, the company owned by the Magic Thrayo, Wali Tenubu, Jite Okoloku and uh, Mofe Boyo. This young man would always call. I knew him on the phone. I knew his voice on the phone. He would always call, ask after me. Of course, very pleasant on the phone. Each time he would want to book tickets for his um, buses. And I knew his voice. I knew his buses' flight preferences. And I became in practically every week. So the calls were very frequent. He had. We always had to book tickets for them, leaving Abuja back to Lagos almost every Thursday or Friday. Now this gentleman, obviously he knew me because sometimes he would pass by my desk but I didn't know him I remember a few times he would call me just before my break and I'll complain oh no 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 I'm about going on break I haven't had breakfast and it's break time if I don't eat now that means I can't leave my desk again till work closes by five and I need to eat and he'll tell me never mind just sit down book their tickets I'll send you lunch and then he'll send his office assistant to bring me nicely packaged lunch and I'll open the lunch it, it could be just salads and chicken or you know nice little oyibo foods and I'm like oh 
I want to eat food, real food. But okay, that was the extent of our relationship. I knew him on the phone, but I didn't know him in person. He was very nice, very pleasant, but he never said anything to me about dating or even wanting to see me privately outside of my office. Early one morning, I was going to work from Area 2. I lived in Area 2 then, young single girl living in a small apartment. And I just stepped out of my compound. These really beautiful E-class Mercedes, gleaming silver E-class Mercedes pulled up and the person called out to me by name. Jane. I wasn't particularly surprised because I always introduced myself to people on the phone as Jane and a, a number of times people would call me Jane Bellevue. So it didn't really um, amaze me that someone knew my name on the streets. So he said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to work. He said, oh yeah, so, so come in, let me give you a ride. And I'm like, so who are you? He says, oh, never mind, you are, I am one of your passengers. I said, okay, okay, very great. Then he started driving towards the Hilton. I forgot to mention I had been um, moved to the Sheraton Hotel's desk to relieve somebody who was on leave. So I had left the Hilton desk and I had been moved to the Sheraton for a month. So he started driving towards the Hilton and I'm like, no, 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 no. My office is now at the Sheraton. And he's like, oh, okay, no wonder I haven't been seeing you. No wonder I eat my call. You're not the one that's taking the call. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So he dropped me off at the Sheraton and um, went his merry way. And so I thought, not quite an hour into my coming to work, someone calls my Sheraton desk and it turns out to be Mr. Mba. And I'm like, oh, Mr. Mba, long time. I haven't spoken to you in a while. I'm sure you've been calling the Hilton desk and um, thinking I'm there and all that. And I've been moved to the Sheraton. You know, this, this man says to me, so really you don't know who I am. I say, I know you, you're Mr. Mba, you work for Ocean and Oil. He says, I'm the person that gave you a ride this morning to work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. That was how I knew him for the first time. And so he said to me, so what are you doing this evening? I remember perfectly it was a Friday evening. He said, he said, what are you doing this evening? I said, nothing really. I don't have any plans. He said, okay, what about if we go to the club? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't hang out with married men. He said, I'm not married. I said, but you look married. He said, are you the one that's going to tell me if I'm married or not? I'm not married. I said, cool. If you're not married, I'll go to the club with you. I, I mean, I really didn't care if he was dating or all. If, if he's not married, that's all that matters. So he came to the to my apartment that day. Since he already knew where I was, he picked me up from my house, remember? He came and picked me from the house. We went to the club. It was like mad fun. You know, I loved dancing. I danced through the night. Forgetting I had to be at work by 7 a.m. the next morning to dispatch my um, Saturday morning flight. Well, anyway, Mr. Mbad drops me off in the wee hours of the morning. I drag myself back up again, run to work by 7. I was so tired. I was so hungry. But I had to be at work. At about 10 o'clock, I was like famished. And then to get food around the hotel to eat on Saturdays is really, really difficult. And of course, I don't have money to buy hotel food. Like how much was my salary anyway? So at about 10 o'clock, someone just walks up to my desk with a flask full of hot yam with spicy stew. I, I, I may have mentioned to him that my favorite food is yam. Oh my God. I, he, he looked like, he was like, like, like an angel. I had, I just, 
ate food i was so happy thanked him and all and then he said are you doing anything again this evening can i come get you we'll just go share a drink or something and i'm like okay i'm bored why not let's go you know something funny happened when we were out that saturday night he said to me do you know i'm going to marry you you know and i looked at him, at him like like guy are you sure you're okay you're gonna marry who he said listen the first day i saw you which was a, a while ago i was with a friend of mine and i pointed you out to him and told him that's my wife and he said funny enough that day your hair was in a mess you were wearing one short skirt and you were just like really looking crazy but i knew that was my wife and my friend asked me have you spoken to her no have you ever told her you want to marry her no everything was like no so the guy says so how do you know you're going to marry her he says because i know would you believe i was actually engaged to be married to some other guy all the while he knew i was his wife funny i had my fiance's my then fiance's um picture on my table and this guy knew all that but according to him he knew i was his wife well i just looked at him like one of those psycho people you know people that just say, say stuff maybe he wanted to have it nice and easy maybe he thought the um mentioning marriage was going to make it easier for him <laughs> i promise you he didn't know me well anyway that's how he never ever asked me would you be my girlfriend will you date me we just started hanging out every time there was um the possibility every time it was possible he'll finish work sometimes send his driver to come get me from work we'll do dinner he'll take me back and you know all of a sudden we just became an item well the guy that i was engaged to be married to prior to my starting to date um, mr amba i had already ended my relationship with him don't ask me why that's talk for another day i'm finicky like that there's some things i know i wouldn't accept even as a girlfriend so why would i accept them as a wife so i had ended the relationship so i stayed hanging out with mr amba and every time he would mention that he knew i was going to be his wife i'll get mad how can you say i'm going to be your wife did they just mold and keep me for you waiting for you to saunter along and come and marry me and he was like you're going to be my wife i said getting irritated i said i'm not going to see you again if you don't stop this marriage talk he says okay okay i'm not gonna say that again now we're together for a while and you know i started catching feelings you know the guys don't catch your own feelings since so but then i start catching feelings and then you know we start talking but each time the marriage thing came up i, I was still very angry that he said this that he said he knew i was his wife from day one so someday in june we met in september in October, September, last week of September, June, my, I, I mean, I'm getting old, I'm forgetting all my dates. Sometime in June, he proposed to me that he wanted to marry me, and I said yes. You know what my husband said? He said that he was so scared, he was so worried, because of all the women he had met, I was one that was the least interested in marriage. I didn't seem like I wanted to get married. So he was very surprised I said yes. And of course, trust my husband he didn't know my ring size he didn't even know how to he didn't even want to let the cat out of out of the bag you know so he just um went and bought a really dainty pretty ring and i have the podgiest fingers ever so so you know my engagement ring didn't fit but it was fun going to shop for another engagement ring you know that excitement and all 
that was when our challenges started. You see, I'm Catholic and he's Methodist. And if you are Catholic, you know how, how it is a near taboo for someone of another denomination, Christian denomination, no less, not to talk of, you know, like a non-Christian coming to marry you. And my dad was a knight, a grand knight, no less in the Catholic church. My mom, a, a lady of the same Lumba. So it was really a very tough call. He tried all he could to get them to accept our getting married, but it didn't happen. We tried and tried and tried and tried. Then sometime in February 2001, I won't tell you some little secret, but that's by the way, you can decipher later on what the secret is. So sometime in February 2001, I just got up and told him, let's go and get married. He was looking at me like, are you crazy? Your parents haven't consented. I said, listen, I'm grown. I'm quite grown, please shall we just go and get married? We went to the registry, put in our papers, had, a, had the mandatory number of days. Well, we didn't have the mandatory number of days. Then we just got married on a Monday morning from work. Just, I just went to the registry and got married. Had a little reception in our apartment in Maitama. And that was it. Well, July 2001, I welcomed my first baby. I suppose you know the little secret now. Okay, thank you. So that was 2001, July, I had my first baby. And immediately after, he knocked me up again. September 2002, I had my second daughter. And of course, like every other marriage, we had our challenges. So many challenges. Teething problems. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm heady like that. I'm stubborn like that. And he's calm, very calm and level-headed, quite unlike me. So, of course, there were frictions here and there. There were times he said we didn't want to marry again. There were times I ran away from home. I said, I'm not marrying again. If you want to get, if you want to get married, go go marry somebody else and all. But, you know, through, through the period, I realized that I had a husband who is very forgiving, who is very patient, and who is a never-say-die kind of person. He told me, listen... I married you because I love you, not because I was looking for who to marry. And because I loved you, I'll keep loving you. And, uh, and this marriage will not break up. Try all you can. This marriage will not break up. And I promise you that, yeah, I pushed this button a lot of times, a whole lot of times. I can run my mouth like a banshee. I'm like at the top of my voice and everything. And he'll just look at me and think, oh my God, is this the one I married? But in all of it, there was never a time he said, I don't want to marry you. Sometimes he'll get so mad. He would call my parents and tell them, your daughter, your daughter. And they were like, remember when you came to marry her? We told you she's very stubborn. And you said, yes. We know she. I, I know she is, but I still love her and I want to marry her. And they'll tell and they'll tell him. So see, we told you. So can you imagine that me, me, I came with a caviar. Ah, buyer beware. At least, oh dear God. But that's okay. So it's been 16 years. February 5th, 2017. It was our 16 years of our registry wedding, which I consider my marriage, because that's the one we both chose to take the risk of condemnation, of um of lashback from home and all that. And we both of us, just two of us, said, listen, we want to make this work and we went and got married. But then after all said and done, the parents came together, the family, we did our traditional marriage, December 2001, after I'd had my baby in July. And then um, um, July, yeah, July 2002, we did our church wedding, and it's been it's been a very it's been a normal 
no, less than normal relationship. People that know us know we're very passionate about each other, positively or negatively. When we're quarreling, we quarrel passionately. When we're loving, we love passionately. But at the end of it all, it's been 16 years and I dare say I love my husband. But guess what? He loves me like much more than I could ever love him. So I guess, well, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. 14th of February and people look at love from very different angles people think about love as that burning feeling but I think love is a choice love is a decision to keep going to keep moving in spite of all and despite all and at the end of the day I mean like it's really tough but if you brave it out the first few years of friction and all that I promise you you will have a really beautiful marriage thank you Mina for this opportunity I appreciate you and for anyone who listens to this and finds inspiration I send a prayer your way. May you find love that will keep just like I found mine that has kept so far. Thank you very much. Okay, Mina is back. And wow. Are you as... Are you as, Do you have the same kind of fuzzy, warm feeling that I do about this story? Because I just feel like... I feel like there is great love out there. There is so much great love out there. And... It's not just about um, it's not just about the books and the and the songs and romantic songs or the romantic books or Mills and Bones or anything like that or historical romantic fiction. I used to love that when I was a teenager. But I'm just saying that there's real genuine love that sticks to you like glue for 16 years, no matter how many flaws you have as a person. And I know this is veering way off from what we normally do. I know we do dark, dark stuff. But I felt like this is the month of love. If you don't do love on the month of love, what kind of podcast would you be? (laughs) And why wouldn't it be so totally random? Because it's totally random and because... (laughs) because <laughs> it's unexpected so if you do have a story as well and you really would like it i mean if you send it in today or sometime this week that is this week before the next week i will bring out another one next week but if you don't send me a romantic story or love story i'm sorry i cannot create magic out of the air i am not that talented even though I can write fiction, but I would not um, be able to do that. I had this fantastic story I was going to share earlier, but the owner of the story couldn't share her story because she was quite, she's quite indisposed. So maybe hopefully, maybe sometime later, I would tell her to please send a recording and she and her husband to send a recording and they will share that story as well. Hopefully it also inspires you as well because this love story is just, oh my God. Like you're like, where twists? So many plot twists. Why? 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 Okay, yeah, so I'm going to stop now. <laughs> okay, so um, back to the t-shirts, um, the giveaways. So I'm going to make this as hard as possible, right? I would need you, and this is, as far as I'm concerned, um, it's very important that you have listened to this podcast because if you don't listen to the podcast how how am i going to help you right so first question i'm going to give you three questions first question this is on the first episode i would like you to say my exact sentence or write down my exact sentence when a certain person knocked on the door exactly what i said after that um you can only 
know that if you listen to the podcast that's the first question second question this is based on the bush baby episode <laughs> i know right okay <laughs> okay so bush baby episode so the question is what did my guest see when he went out to pee yeah he told the whole story about that you need to listen to that episode and finally third question is on the episode i did with res the poet and you'll probably have to listen to the whole thing before you figure out which one that is oh, the name of the two murderers that i spoke about in that story um in that podcast rather so those are the three questions first question what were my exact words um when i said somebody knocked at the door and secondly <laughs> secondly um bush baby my guest saw something when he went to pee and he told the whole story about it what did he see thirdly who are the two murderers i spoke about in the episode i had with res the poet um that episode is called fish food i just being nice by the way um this and this um, competition is open to men and women um of all sizes well i think i hope <laughs> that you know i have your sizes because i have all range of sizes and please um you have to be in Lagos. If you're not in Lagos, you cannot win. You can enter though, but you can't win. Or you can win for somebody who is in Lagos. Maybe it's a Valentine's Day gift. Um you what you're winning are bespoke um design um bespoke t-shirts um from the Spoken Colors exhibition which features art on the t-shirts, art graffiti on the t-shirts. Uh, beautiful and one of a kind t-shirts there's there are very few people that have them um those that have them actually bought them <laughs> so all i'm saying is make sure that you answer the questions um no you cannot answer the questions via email answer the questions via comment section in the facebook page and please tag your friends in all these episodes so that they can listen to and enter only one t-shirt goes out to a male and only one t-shirt goes out to the female um follow us on twitter that is da project random and follow us on instagram same name da project random um facebook on facebook as well and we have a group called facebook um, project random project random podcast on facebook we also have we have those two um we have a group and we have a facebook page so please um give that a shot and i think that's pretty much this is mina signing out it's been real um love share some love today even if you're not gonna do it on any other day but do it today bye